Kiddushin Daf Mem Vav. The last thing we were discussing was situations where a Ketana was mitkadesh without her father's consent. Whether she was mitkadesh without her father's consent and got married without his consent, whether she was mitkadesh with her father's consent and married without her father's consent, what would be the din in both? Would she eat teruma? Would she not eat teruma? And all the machlokets that go into it. And with that, we're going to start Memvav Amud Aleph. Three lines in by the two dots where it says itmar. So it was said, without her father's consent. Both her and her father could uh, could protest, even though she agreed to it. She could change her mind. Same thing, her father could change his mind later. And Tosfot gets into a whole uh, situation that, let's say, her father agreed, then she wants to change her mind. Could she do it? Could she not do it? It sounds like she could change her mind later because whatever consent her father gave, maybe he wouldn't be happy with now. Very good. I look into this Tosafot. held her father could protest, not her. So Ravuna asked a question to Ravaseh. Some say it was In a case where a person seduced a Na'ara, and he was with her, and he now has to pay the father uh, 50 kesef. It says, if the father does not want her to marry the man, he has to pay the father. In the Elavi, it sounds like the father protested. How do we know that she can protest the Kiddushim? It says if he protests, and he says it twice, so it gives her the power to protest also. So it's a problem on Rabaseh. So Amalehu Rav, Rav explains, Don't call after the opposite of logic. Because could easily answer you. We're talking about a, question, a situation where he seduced her not for the sake of getting married. And that's why she could protest. But the Gemara says, yeah, but pita shelos leshum ishut kerabai. Do you really need a pasuk if he uh, if he seduced her not leshem kiddushin? Meaning, according to everyone, there, there's no question about kiddushin here since uh, she never agreed to anything and he never agreed to anything. So Amar of Nachman bar Yitzchak, no lomash mishalim kenas kimfuta. The Hidush is, even if the daughter protested and not the father, still he has to pay the fine. And Tosafot explains that it, it's exerata katuv by, by a woman who was seduced, that even though the father technically could be mekadesher and he could agree to this, but still the protest over here works and he would have to pay the fine to the, to the na'ara. And Amar the Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, if that's the way you understand the pasuk, now I understand the following braita. It says, Mahori maharena lo leisha. He has to marry her after he seduced her. It's meaning he still he has to rush her to be his wife. Meaning he still needs a kiddushin. If he if he seduced her to be his wife, then why do you need a kiddushin? They already technically the kiddushin would be ah, and that's so the kiddush has to be that the, he was mefateh her not leshem kiddushin. And Amar the Abayet zecha kiddushin ledat avia. Abaye says, no, we could, we could be talking about a situation where he seduced her, but she still needs a kiddushin with her father's consent. 
And next Mishnah, for a person said to a woman, be mitkadesh to me with this date, and then he said, be mitkadesh to me with this date, one of them is worth a shave pruta, if each one is by itself is not worth a shave pruta, even though together they are, because when he said bezo and bezo, you're separating them. If you said with this and with this and with this, now you can you combine them, you connected them. Im pruta bekula and mekudeshet. If together they're worth a shave pruta, then she's mekudeshet ve'im lav. And if they're not worth a shave pruta altogether, ena mekudeshet. Hayta ochel trishona rishona ena mekudeshet. If she kept on taking them and eating, taking eating, she's not mekudeshet. At shiye bechat mehen shave pruta until one of them has to be a shave pruta. The idea is since she's destroying the first one, then you can't combine it with the next one. And the Gemara will explain that further. The Gemara starts, Man tana hitkachi hitkachi. Who's the Tana who holds that if he said hitkachi and then hitkachi with, with, with this date, again, again, and be with this date, that they, who's the one who holds that, who's the one, Rabbi Namishnah, who says that they don't combine? So Amar Abarabishimonhi, the Amar, he said in regards to someone who's swearing over a deposit that he claims he never received. That if five people come to him and say, hey, we left something by you, and he says, no, nobody left me anything. If he, Rabbi Shimon says, you have to swear to each one specific in order to be Hayav, five separate korbanot. Same thing over here, for every Hidkachi, you separate from the other one. And therefore, you can't combine dates. Next, we learned in the second part of the Mishnah, Bezo, 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 Imish Bekulan Shave Pruta. If he said with this and with this one, this, if they're, if together you can combine them to Shave Pruta, great. If she kept on eating uh, the first date and then the next day and they never had time to combine, then she's not Mikudesha until one of them is worth Shave Pruta. Ahaya. Um, what's that going on? If that's going on the first case where it says Hitkachi, then who cares if she ate it? Even if she left it on the table, uh, because he said to me with this specific one, so they're already not combined. Elas, if I rather you have to say the case where she ate it before the, he said the next hitkachi uh, is talking about the second part of the Mishnah where he said bazo bazo bazo. If by the time he said ubazo she already ate the first date, then you can't combine them. But the problem with the second case is it's that if one of them is worth a shave pruta, she's mekudeshet, and the Gemara says even if the first one was worth shave pruta, meaning she already ate it. Uh, then how could she be mitkadesh? It's considered a loan, and a, a woman cannot be mitkadesh with a loan. So Amar Here we have a table, meat, and a knife, and we can't eat. Meaning we have a mishnah, and we just don't know how to explain it. And there's a fascinating Tosfot hero explains that even though the first date was given as Kiddushin, not as a loan, but since he didn't finish the Kiddushin process, it turned into a loan. 
So Ravu Shmuel Amret Rabav they both explained Le'olam Aresha. Now that last piece where she kept on eating it is going on the first part of the Mishnah where he said Itkachi with this date, Itkachi with this date, Velomi Bayakamarit. And the Mishnah is talking about in a just, in a not just way of talking. Meaning, Lomi Bayakamarit, not just if he left it on the table, Dei Pruta in Ilolo, that if each, if one of them by itself is worth a Shave Pruta, fine, she's Mekudeshit, if not, no. Aval Ochelet, but let's say she ate from them, Ho'il Mikravaniata, she already, uh, Brought closer her benefit. She enjoyed this. Maybe she agreed and she let the husband acquire her. Kamashma learned from the sefer that if she ate them, even if she ate them, she's not mikudash. That's the way Rabbi Shmuel explained it. That the Mishnah is talking about in a lobby and not just way of talking. Rabbi Amiya Amar Le'olam Asefa. Now it's going on the second part. Umay Achiyeh Behad Mehen Shavei Pruta. What does that mean until one of them is worth the Shavei Pruta? Achiyeh Baharona Shavei Pruta. Until the last one is worth the Shavei Pruta. Because that's the important one. And Amar Abba Shmami Namid Rabbi Ami Telat. I understood three things from Rabbi Ami. Number one, Shmami Naham Kadesh B'Milva Inam Kudeshet. If a person is made Kadesh or a woman with a loan, she's not made Kadesh. Meaning she she owed him money and he just forgot it. That doesn't count. You can't do that. Ushmami Na Number two, Ham if a person is a woman, by forgoing the loan and giving her a pruta, her mind is really going on the pruta. And the proof is over here. He gave her a date and a date, and then he she, he, she ate the first one, she ate the second one. Those are loans. And the last one is worth a shave pruta. She's really interested in the last one, which is worth a shave pruta. And Ushwamina, the third lesson is Ma'ot Ba'alma Hozrim. We learned that money comes back. Meaning, if he started giving her the kiddushin money, and he's let's say he gave let's say a prutaj three coins, he gave her one, he gave her two, then he changed his mind. Okay, then there's no kiddushin. It becomes a, a loan that she has to just give back, and we'll understand that because he said that the first two dates that she ate become a milva, become a loan, and she would have to pay it back. Next. Itmar, it was said, a person gave uh, Kiddushin money to his sister. Now, everyone knows that the person cannot be Mekadesh's sister. So, why did he give her that money? So, Rav Amar, Ma'ot Chazrim. Rav said it was a loan, she has to give it back to Mushmuel Amar, Ma'ot Matana. It was a gift, meaning he was trying to figure out a, a way to give her money, and he, found, and he found a way to give her a gift without her being embarrassed. Rav Amar Ma'ot Chuzrim. Rav said the money goes back because a person knows that you can't marry your sister. He just gave her as a loan. When you have a chance, give it back to me. So just say you just watch the money for me. Take it as a loan. So he understood that she wouldn't want to accept upon herself. Let's say the money gets lost. If something happens, I can't pay it back. So I thought, okay, it's Lashem Kiddushin. Then when you have the money, pay me back. Ushmuel Savar Ma'ot Matana, he held it was a gift. Because Adam Yodah Sheni Kiddushin Tafsin Ba'ot. A person knows that you can't marry your sister. Ve'gama v'natan the Shumatana, he gave it to her as a gift. So ve'neem ala the Shumatana, so I just tell her it's a gift. Savar Kesif ala milta. And the, the person thought that his sister would be embarrassed of getting a gift. So he gave it to her Lashem Kiddushin, but he never expected it back. Now, Mati Rabina. Rabina has a question on Shmuel, who said it's just a gift. We learned in a Mishnah, Hamafrish halato kemah eno halav. Someone gave a fashat halav while everything was still flour. It's not considered a fashat halav. You have to do it from dough. 
and it's considered uh, stealing. If the Kohen has it, it's considered stealing. He didn't do anything. Now, why is it stealing? Meaning, won't we say that a person knows the halakha? You can't just give a cup of flour to the Kohen and call, uh, and, and call it a fashat halakha. Obviously, when he did that, it was just a gift. So why are we calling it stealing? Says, no, no. Shani hatam over there is different by Because a big problem might come out of it. Why is Because sometimes the Kohen will have less than five quarters of a log. And the way the Gemara got that uh, number, that measurement, is because it says in the Torah, Reshit Arisotechem Hala Tarimu. The beginning or the, the head of your dough, you should take out a piece of hala. And it says that uh, the the Omer is Asiri Taifa, one tenth of an Ifa. And Ifa, each Ifa was uh, three Se'ah, and the Se'ah is six Kab, and the Kab is four Log, and the Log is equal to six eggs. So we, we see that if uh, Ifa is equal to 72 Log, that's the, the math, that's the, that's the calculation. And therefore, a tenth of that is seven log and one and a half eggs. Now, that's how it was in the desert when the mitzvah was given to us. When they got to Yerushalayim, they added another six. And when they got to Tzibori, they added another six. But the worry here is, by by allowing this to be considered hala, what might happen is sometimes the Kohen might have less than the amount needed for Fashat Hala, and he's going to use the, this cup of flour that he thinks is Hala. So he puts it all together, and although you have more than the the amount of more than the dough needed for Fashat Hala, but still you have a whole cup over there of Hala flour, so I technically don't need to give a Fashat Hala. And then he might eat from the dough and it becomes bread. He might eat from the bread without giving a fashat hala, and that's tevil, and that's a problem. So again, the Gemara says, Shani hatam by a fashat hal is different than a fik hurbamina because something bad might happen. Sometimes he'll have less than five quarters of a log of flour. Then he's going to mix that flour that he got from a fashat hala with, with, with the regular flour that he has. He's going to think, you know, I don't need hafrashat hala because you have halal here mixed in with less than uh, the, the, the amount that you, the, of dough that you need for hafrashat hala. Then he's going to come and eat it while it's tevil, and that's a problem. So in order to save the kohen from this type of situation, we're just going to say it's stolen. That means it's no good. The Gemara says, yeah, but that's a problem because why would Hachami worry about that? We said, didn't you say that a person knows it's a known thing that you don't give flour to the Kohen if they give him at least dough? So the Gemara explains, he knows, but not exactly. Meaning, he knows that we don't give flour for Fashat Hala, but he doesn't know the reason. Because he'll think, what's the reason? Because we don't want the Kohen to work extra hard. But okay, the Kohen, you know, he'll forgo his uh, Torah. Maybe he likes to bake his own bread from scratch. And let it count. And that's why we have to be so drastic as to call it stealing. But now the Gemara asks another question. Let it be considered teruma. Meaning, why is it called stealing? Let it be considered teruma. 
and say that he can't eat it until he gives hafrashat halal from a different uh, bread. Meaning, let it count as hafrashat halal. Just hey, Kohen, you have to do the hafrashat halal on a different uh, on a different bread. Meaning, you'll give hafrashat halal from here and it'll count from this. Milot. Now, didn't we learn the same idea by truma? If someone gave truma, minhanakuv al nakuv. Uh, if from a from a fruit that comes from a, a tree that grew in a pot, if you it was if the tree, if the pot has a hole in it, it's considered part of the ground. If it doesn't have a hole in it, it's not considered part of the ground. If someone gave from one on the other, and that's only midrabanan, we said teruma it counts as teruma but he can't eat teruma until he takes teruma maaser from a different place. Meaning, we'll let it slide somewhat, and we're not going to call it st- stolen that you have to give it back. So what's the difference between the flower and the fruit from the tree that grew in a pot? So the Gemara explains, If you tell the Kohen, you know, this tree is Hayav, that one's not Hayav, he'll understand that there's a difference. But if it's all in one big bowl of flour, he's not going to understand that some of it is this and some of it is that. And therefore, the only way he's going to listen, if you tell him it's stolen, you have to give it back. Or you could explain, or you could say the Kohen, you know, he'll understand that there's a difference over here. However, opposite. we're worried that the person who gave the flour, uh, thinking was a fashat hala, we're worried that he's going to eat his bread thinking he already gave a fashat hala, but he never actually gave a fashat hala. But the Gemara says, yeah, but, but didn't you say a person knows that you don't give a fashat hala from flour? So the Gemara explains, he knows, but he doesn't really understand it. He knows that we don't uh, give uh, uh, flour from fashat hala. He doesn't know the reason. He would think, what's the reason? Because we don't want the Kohen working so hard. The Kohen probably uh, forgo the, the working hard part because otherwise he would tell me he's not accepting it. Yeah, the fact that he accepted shows that uh, he doesn't care and I'm good. The Gemara says, okay, let it count as teruma. And let him, you know, give it from a different uh, hala, different uh, flower, different dough. Let it work it out. Why do we have to say everything goes back? Didn't we learn by the by the fruit that grew in the pot? If someone gave teruma from a pot that does not have a hole on a pot that does have a hole, it's teruma It counts as teruma. That means the coin doesn't have to give it back. But in order for the person to be able to eat his food, he has to give uh, the teruma again. So why is this any different? So the Gemara explains how we already explained before when it's two different pots of uh, trees, uh, he'll understand that, that okay, one does not work on the other, but when it's uh, when it's one big dough, one flower, he won't understand. But the Gemara says Vilot really by truma, it's all in one big bowl. Really, he's not going to listen. Hatanan hatorem kishot If someone was torem a cucumber. And we we saw that it's 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 bitter. or a a melon, a watermelon, and we see that it was disgusting. And you can't even eat it. Teruma It counts as teruma, and he'll just give it again. And we don't say that that the kohen has to give it back. Rather, the kohen can keep it, and the 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 person who gave it to him has to just give another one. We're not worried that oh he's gonna that the, that the owner is not gonna listen. 
And the grass is not shiny hot time. Over there is different. Over there is different. Technically, it's teruman. It works from the teruma. How do we know that if someone took uh, bad fruits, and it counts even for teruma for, for the fruits that are good? You shouldn't sin when you give the teruma. With the best part of the Tirumah. Now, Imeno Kadosh, Nisut Hait Lama. If it's not holy, if it doesn't work, it's not Tirumah, then why is it considered a sin? Rather, rather, it does count. If someone gave from the bad on the good, you meaning he gave the Kohen the bad stuff and he kept the good stuff, it counts just, it's a sin because you gave the, the Kohen the bad stuff. So therefore, with teruma, it's totally different, and you can't compare it to Afrashat Hala. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.